Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. We got Pete here and we got my boy from in the Caribbean, Dixon. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing? Yeah, we, uh, we're going to talk some Malifaux. We took a brief break a couple weeks ago, did one episode on Middle Earth, and now we're back at it with the Malifaux stuff. So what we're going to talk about today is we are actually going to look at the horsemen. So I know a lot of people, especially you, Dixon, are super excited that Levy can bring all of the horsemen. So we figured we'd give it a go. Oh, my God. Like, he could do it in V1. I think he could do it in V2. I can't remember exactly. And now he can do it again on V3, so I'm just like, hell yeah, let's do this. Yeah, but before we get into it, make sure that you guys are checking us out on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, definitely check us out on YouTube. We are doing at least, if not weekly, bi-weekly, calling it Mandatory Malifaux. Uh, looking like it's going to be on Thursdays, usually around 8 or 9 o'clock. And basically, that's just going to be a quick stream. It's going to probably be me. Maybe sometimes we'll get in Chris or other people that just want to come on and chat. And just talking about Malifaux, last time I uh, ended up talking about the new Hoffman, the uh, inventor, and a couple people were on. We talked about it. The patrons got a couple questions that they had about him. And yeah, I finally painted him up with his giant lightning bolt, and he looks pretty cool. <laughs> I saw that in the, the work in progress pictures. Man, that guy looks way better than the original uh, sculpt. Yeah, and the lightning bolt... If you can just figure out how to paint lightning decent, it's not bad. Um, lightning is definitely a pain in the butt to paint. I know I had some challenges painting it, but it, it turned out okay. Uh, definitely check that out, though. We're going to have that at least uh, at least bi-weekly, hopefully weekly on uh, YouTube. We're also dropping monthly uh, battle reports. We just dropped one a couple weeks ago. It was a really interesting game, and yeah, it's just going to be going to be fun. And then finally, if you want to support us directly, check us out at patreon.com slash ragequitwire, where you can support us for as little as a dollar. So that being said, Dixon, we have these horsemen that ended up coming into Malifaux, and there are four of them. There's not one for every faction. So generally speaking, how did these things end up coming into the world of Malifaux? So lore-wise, I don't know. So I'm going to get that out of the way. But... Playwise, the very first one was the uh, Hooded Rider. It was the only one for a while. Back yeah, in it was like this old kind of janky metal sculpt too. Oh my god, I love that sculpt. I don't care if it was janky because you're right. Dude, that guy, the rules were awesome. The model was awesome. He, I, I missed him. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think the, um, I think the Horseman, if I remember, and I, it's been a while since I listened to the early fluff. But I think it was when the there was like the event that happened. And I think some of the riders, I can't remember if it was the Pale Rider, but I, I specifically remember one of the episodes where they basically came out of the crater and started 
just causing peril and torment all through the world of Malifaux. Pretty much like I, the end of the world. Yeah, there was a... Back in V1, I, I vaguely remember Seamus, Molly, and the Victorious opening some gate to the uh, the land of the dead, and they were trying to get the Grave Spirit out. And in that whole mess, like a whole bunch of uh, little explosions of ether or something like that came out and yeah. creatures that started coming out that's that's where we got the avatars like it was just manifestations of things that we were not supposed to have uh yeah, that's, sure. that's yeah that's how hamlin came to be he was one of the tyrants that actually uh, escaped and yeah. then like all that energy got dissipated like it, it's it's a cool story i just i need to refresh myself and start reading that again yeah and i it's kind of one of those things where I got to get my hand on some of the old like text of the fluff because I mean, the breachside broadcast is cool, but it takes so long to get kind of through it just cause you know, it's like 30, 40 minutes a pop. Um, so I definitely, definitely want to go back and actually read it as opposed to listening to, you know, a hundred episodes or whatever they have for, for that. That's actually one of the coolest things about the old books. The story like was most of the books. Like you had the models and stuff, and that was cool. But like you yeah. had a, you had like big sections of stories, and you had like mini stories for each model. And that's how you got like Seamus was an evil bastard. Like that guy set on fire an entire train and killed and turned all those people into zombies. Like yeah. he was amazing. Rasputina was a badass. Like it, yeah, the story was awesome. So if you can get, uh, if you can get some of the old books. I highly recommend it for the story alone. Yeah, and like I was saying, um, the reason why we mostly wanted to do this because Leviticus does have, the new Leviticus does have the ability to use these riders, which, I mean, yeah, you're all goo-ga-ga about there, Dixon. But the main thing also is, as when I was a newer player, and even now, when I hear people making content, they kind of almost just, I don't know if you've noticed this, Dixon, but they almost offhanded mention the rider sometimes in their list. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to bring the rider here or this rider is really good into that. And as a new player, to me, it almost seems interesting to see like, OK, when's the appropriate time to bring these guys? What are the pros and cons? So that's really what we're talking about today. Well, let's see. OK, so first things first, I have seen on and off the same type of post, which is new player comes in and says these guys are broken. You know, yeah. I hate playing against them. It, it, it is. It's like a huge gate or like a hill that newer players have to cross. Like, they, they have to get through that hard path, right? Yeah. But um, they're not. They're, they're, they're 11 points, sometimes 13 points, and they only have 9 health. So, yeah, they, there's a lot of points into these models. They are going to be really good. Yeah. And, you know, and we've talked about this before, where if you have something that is, you know, nine points or higher, they should do a lot of work. That's a lot of investment. Right. So it, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, I understand the defense six, willpower seven, they can reduce damage. They're amazing. I get it. But you keep throwing things at them or you deny them uh, triggers and they're they're garbage. Like stun is the worst condition you can put on a rider. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. You put stun on a rider, it's basically death. Yeah, and so I'm going to talk about a couple things because all the riders have stuff in common. So we'll talk about the commonality of this and you can then kind of just 
pop in there to Dixon and say what's really good while we're kind of sharing that. But there's four riders. There's one for the Arcanist, one for Guild, one for Neverborn, and then one for the uh, Rezzers. So the other factions, they don't have them. It's only these four. And they have the same stat line. It's defense six, willpower seven, movement seven, size three. So they all have that. They also all have unimpeded because they're basically cavalry. Yep. Which, which is always good. They're hard to wound, ruthless, which if you ha have a keyword that it doesn't have a lot of ruthless, that's just a good option to bring in. Um, they all have this cool mechanic. It, it's called chasing fate and forged in war, or depending on what's called um, chasing fate and forged in mystery, whatever their special thing is. But it all comes down to at the beginning of each turn, you essentially get, uh, I don't know if they call it a token. Yeah, it is a it fate is. token. Yep. And you get one for turn one, turn two, you get two, turn three, you get three, et cetera, et cetera. And it's related to a suit. So for the pale rider, it's a ram. For the uh, mechanical rider, it's a tome. And then for the hooded rider, it's a mask. And finally, crow for the dead rider. And the idea behind that is they can use those suits and they can use the fate tokens, which counts as a suit in duels. They can use it to reduce damage. Um, and they have, as we're going to see with their bonus actions, there's going to be some really cool effects that these riders can do when they spend those uh, suits, essentially, for multiples. No, I mean, you're, you're not seeing anything. Like, everything about them that you just mentioned is basically their staples. Their, yeah. their tactical action... It, their bonus tactical actions are going to be right with me and their special attribute. Uh, usually people forget that the tactical action that they have does something in addition to the triggers. Yeah. Like, I have to have, have, least, they, they have to have at least one of the triggers, though, to get the base effect. Correct. But, like, they do the effect as well. Like, for example, the Death, the Death Rider, for the longest time, I don't know if he still is considered the best, but for the longest time he was considered the best because... His trigger automatically gave everybody one damage, every enemy model, sorry, every enemy model within a six-inch radius um, injured in one damage. And on top of that, it also did, if you did the first trigger, a melee attack within six inches. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, so it's, it's the same thing that you just said, Dixon, except for when they errated him in April. Right. They, did, they took away the one damage, so now it's just injured and, yeah. I mean, but the one damage is huge because it's tactical action, so it does damage to uh, incorporeal models, and it gets around a lot of things that say attack. So yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't do the one damage anymore, is what I'm saying. Correct, correct. That's what I'm saying. Like that was a big it was a big nerf. Yeah, yeah. And they changed another thing. Reap used to say uh, place the target Ugh. into base contact with the spot, which so was enormous. Bad. Now you push into base, so that means that if there's any terrain or any models in between you and the model, they stop. Yeah, and Dixon, I can't tell you how infuriating it was um, that <laughs> you would play against like Seamus, and the dead rider would take you to Seamus, place you, and then Seamus gets like a free attack. Yep. Oh, and they place you on the completely opposite end. Mm -hmm. So like, it was it was a ridiculous push. Like, like It was. I hit you over here, move you like eight or ten inches away from everything you love and hold dear, and then my entire crew is going to kill you. Yeah, so, I mean, looking at those, the um, chasing fate, and then using that for each of the riders' rebel, mm -hmm. essentially the idea is as the game goes on, the more likely they're going to be able to do their powerful effects. 
So when they revel in creation or revel in death, whatever their ability is, basically the more you spend of that suit, the better effect. So you right. do get the base effect, but then if you spend more of those suits, you get the cooler effect, which some of them are pretty, pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And they all have really interesting abilities. So I think what we'll do is we'll kind of just go through them and we'll generally just say what we think about the rider. We think it, see, see where we think they kind of fit in and then uh, just kind of go from there. So yeah, the first one is probably the one that I'm, I mean, I'm familiar with it, but I'm probably the least familiar is the mechanical rider. So this is the one that goes for the Arcanist, which it's a cool model. I like the metal horse and the metal uh, woman on top of it. Mm -hmm. So Dixon, I don't know about you, but this used to be one that I saw a lot in, where did, I think I saw this a couple times in like a Mayfang crew. I saw it in a Hoffman crew before to give like the, the big one that people used to bring her for before she got nerfed right. was the revelation trigger off of Revel and Creation, where basically you can get a model to get a second activation. That That's what I was going to bring up. Like she, she got nerfed and mostly because they were using her to mess with uh, activation order like yeah. way too way too well and right now she still does everything else she does. like she draws like crazy like that's mm -hmm. still a thing that she does and she uh at the same time she also drops uh scrap marker which is the reason why they were in mayfang and yep. hoffman because you know scrap markers are still incredibly useful for those crews oh yeah yeah but like right now I, I don't understand. I see her. I see her often. I don't see her as much as before, and I like that. But there are some people that say that she's not worth her points anymore, and I don't. I honestly, I don't see it. Like, yeah, she can make and I draw think, like four cards. I think the big thing with that too, yeah. Besides the card draw, the revelation trigger off of her rebel was before she got nerfed. It was basically pick any model on the board, have them activate again. Whereas now it has to be eight or less stones and yeah. it has to be within 12 inches and line of sight. So, I mean, there's a lot more caveats there. And it counts as a chain activation. So you don't also get another, yeah, you get another activation, but it doesn't eat up an activation from your opponent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I get it. Like right now it's still ridiculous and powerful in my opinion, because you can get something like a gunsmith or uh, I think the spiders are eight points as well. I think so. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's worth it. I think it's still a, a fantastic model. Yeah. But see, that's the thing where I, I think that weird has to do this balancing act with these because they are versatiles. So that means any master in the faction can bring them without the tax. And you do have to be careful because you don't want to make it where they're so strong that you see them in every list, right? Yep. They don't want so to pull I, a, uh, what's the name of the, the, the horseman-like creature in uh, Ten Thunders? <laughs> he was in every list. Him and, yeah. and Samurai were in every list. Yeah, and that that's what you would kind of want to try to avoid because you want diversity. You want them to have their spots, but, I mean... If they're showing up every and i've heard a couple of the people that work for weird as the developers i've heard them say that you know if we notice something kicking around too much on the table chances are we're going to take a look at it and you know take the nerf bat to it yeah uh, i mean i did mention right now the uh the horseman like creature in, in ten thunders 
I think that one got like the samurai technically got nerfed, and I think it's it's a good nerf because you still see them, you just don't see them enough. The horseman-like creature, that guy, I never see him anymore. Like he's he's to me he's probably dead in ditch somewhere, and nobody knows. Yeah. Have you ever seen him? I have not. Never. <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing until Will Wilson told me. Right? It's insane. Like I was like amazing in. Yeah, like I think they, they took the nerf bat a little too hard on it. Now, Dixon, you are a definitely uh, a bringer of the horsemen and of the riders. So, how often are you always a hundred percent using Revel, or do you find yourself also doing ride with me? Uh, ride with me, like first uh, first turn, almost definitely. Um, the only exceptions is if I'm playing the. Um, if I'm playing the, uh, the whatchamacallit, the Hooded Rider, and I have a way to actually get to my opponent's uh, side of the board and like get him as an Alpha Strike, then I use him to look at my opponent's hand. So I have my Rider clumped up with like all the other models and just try to look at every card in their hand. Yeah. And then I just go for it. You know, like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to go attack that guy. Yeah, and I just I think early game you are using the Ride With Me ability more. Also, just because... Uh, especially when I was playing Pandora with Neverborn, I mean, you know, I would use the the rider to ride her up. That way, now she's in the middle of the board, turn one, as opposed to being super far back. Yup. I mean, and it's it's good. actually one of the best things about the game is right with me. Yeah, like, it is. That's why I think uh, Gracie is the Bayou um, horseman because she has ride with me. <laughs> and she's eight points. Like, that's insane. She's such a good model, and she's only eight points. Uh, yeah, but getting back to the riders. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, the mechanical rider definitely definitely got touched with the nerf bat. I think it was well-deserved, though. Yep. And like you said, I think if you have a crew that wants a lot of scheme markers, scrap markers, I don't know if there's a lot of um, Arcanist masters that use corpses, but that's where you're going to see, I think, the mechanical, mechanical rider a lot. Uh, the, just, just so you, uh, I think she's still amazing for, uh, research mission because you can drop a corpse marker as one of the third markers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's a good anywhere point. within six inches of her. So that's, that's the reason why you would want to drop a corpse marker. Yeah. That's a really good point. You bring, I mean, yeah. Research mission for some crews and models is just almost an auto take. Yep. It's just good. Oh, yeah. That was a good mention. Uh, the next one that we have is actually the one that I just started painting. So I've been, I've been telling people, I think after this next tournament, I'm going to play some guild until the newer boxes start coming out and then I'll kind of bounce back to Bayou. But the pale rider is the one that I'm working on for guild. And this guy got nerfed, but he's still super good. <laughs> I think a lot of guild people just take this thing just cause he's so good. Yeah, no, it's, really hard not to make a list and want to put the pill right i'm not gonna lie oh yeah because he has a 12 inch gun so his melee attack is also a 12 inch gun because he has gunfighter um it puts out injured and staggered which yep. is huge and then um his revel is just ridiculous it, it it puts out this six inch heel one or heel two if you're engaged and then it also puts out shielding it can put out it can get rid of injured on your end um it can do two damage that's irreducible and put out burning. And then finally the big one, which is I think the banana boat one where hatred <laughs> unleashed just 
every friendly gets to either charge or attack. It's just go. Yep. But I, honestly, Devastation is so damn good. I'm surprised it's the second one. Devastation is good. I mean, yeah. two irreducible. I mean, since it's irreducible, it's just two. If you have a couple of enemy models that are just about to die, just go up there, pop it, and they're dead. Yep. I love this model with Sonya Grid because of that. Like, it's such a good ability. Yeah, and it puts out burning, too. Mm-hmm. It's two for one. Like, this model is so good. I don't care that I have to pay two points more to have him instead of having um, Sam. Sam is just not good enough. Yeah. Nowhere, nowhere near. Yeah, it's just this. If you're playing Guild, there is. This is one of those riders where, even though it got nerfed recently, actually, it didn't get nerfed recently. It was two years ago, about now. But <laughs> yeah. It, um, it still gets brought all the time. And then you'll see him throw like a lead line code on it. And now it's really not yep. going down easy. This is one of the, the, this and the dead rider. They're the 13 point riders, basically, that yeah. are just worth it. They're just so damn good at their job. Well, yeah. And I mean, this is also a good model where it can help support and put out conditions and shoot. But it's also a good model for like carrying the ball in like ley lines or. Um, just any kind of like scheme running in the middle of your crew. It, it just, it, it's good support. It, it's a super support model and it just puts out so much pressure on your opponent. Yeah. It's, it's an 11 point model. I, the fact that he does everything, I think it's into the cost, but I have nine wounds and <laughs> if you stun him, he is effed. He is yeah. straight. <laughs> well, and I think with the new titles, we are seeing a lot more ability to put out stunned. I don't know if you've noticed that, Dixon, but I have. Yep, I saw that. I saw that a lot. I don't know. I've been playing the new Ophelia and Trick Shot giving out stunned. I'm just like, yes, please. Yeah, I was not happy to find that out. <laughs> um, I did. So who, what, who was I playing? I was playing the I was playing the next kid. So, you know, ne the Cadmus 2 list. Right, 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 right. And they have that stupid trigger where it's like, oh, you get a parasite token. But yeah. I shot all three of them first with uh, Ophelia, and I was like, you're stunned, you're stunned, you're yep. stunned. And it's not a defense, it's a, I believe it's movement, trick shot. Yes, it is. So it's even more annoying because it's like, oh, okay, I hit you with this thing that doesn't have any defensive triggers anywhere in the game, and yep. now you're stunned, and everybody's going to shoot you. Good game. Yeah, and it, it's just ha you just have to hit. It's not even like oh you're damaged by this. It's just oh you're just have stunned. Yeah, it's like oh so tie. Okay. The riders hate seeing stunned. My God. And yeah, I think that's another thing where it's not even. So you saying they only have nine boxes? That's also a big deal for things like if uh, you have what hazardous terrain, mm -hmm. right? Because they they ignore severe terrain but not hazardous. Yeah, they hate pings. Um, Anything that pings them. Yes. Yeah, elite mod. So if, and this is a good point for newer players, like we were saying, Dixon, that if you're getting frustrated because you have to face these riders and you're like, oh, they're so good, try bringing stuff where it's like, okay, take a damage for this. Okay, take a damage for that. Take a damage. Like, if you can put like vent steam up, <laughs> you know, if you have that ability, and then they come in hard and they're just, yeah, sure, they're going to do stuff. But each time they do, they're taking a point of damage. Yeah. And the only one that, uh, out of the four riders, the only one that's a construct is the mechanical rider. And it's in the name. So, like, yeah. you know for a fact that you can't <laughs> against that one. That's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's the that's pale rider. Definitely a good take if you're a guild player. 
Um, some of these new masters that are coming out with the titles are going to really enjoy seeing that in its list. But the the one that we both love, Dixon, that hooded rider, that's that. I love the look of it. I love what it does. It's got this great sword and going to cleave the hell out of you. Yeah, but but let's be honest, he's the fair rider. Like I love him, but he's the fair rider. <laughs> like, yeah, he's good, but he's well. Before the mechanical rider got nerfed, I would say that. I think he's actually better than the mechanical rider now, if you ask me. I don't know, man. But Drawing four cards is really damn good. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, oh, um, okay, I have this 13 in my hand. Hit you. Uh, I use four of these uh, tomes, and now I draw four cards. GG. Yeah, but, I mean, you got to admit, when you do the moonlight, the moonlit charge... And you get about three, four, or five models with that. It's good. Oh my lord! Every single time, every single. It's like, like I, I, the only one that I never use, and and I should look up for reasons to use it is clouds over moon. Every single thing about that ability is amazing. Yeah. Like, with the hazardous terrain, whenever it becomes it like, oh, I can hit everybody with hazardous terrain. I'm the first activation, and they can't kill the rider. Okay, have fun. Like that's yeah, and and if they do, they're going to pay for it. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, they can choose not to do any actions, but eh. Yeah, and th there's certain matchups where that greatsword, because if you don't charge, you get a positive to the damage flip, and then it has the ability to put blast out. And um, yeah, it, it's just, it's good. And I think actually it doesn't even get dropped normal, doesn't it? It's like two inches away you can drop it. Uh, It's... In your mail, it has to be within two inches of yourself and line of sight of yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's it's basically it increases melee range to like four inches because you can yeah. still hit things outside of your two inch melee. Yeah, and, and the great sword. I mean, it's not the best damage, but three, four, five is still good. Oh hell yeah! Especially because it's a, a, a great sword, meaning it has a plus flip on damage when you charge, and you have right with me. So you can do, for example, something that, that I'd love to do is you can do only charge or right with me and just be in melee with somebody and just take two swings. Or, you know, you take the swing from the moonlit charge and then you hit, you know, the one person two more times. That's three attacks with a plus on damage. That's yep. that's still really, really strong. Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, I've, I've seen it where actually somebody played the Hooded Rider and they came into my line and they got an attack on Maw, the the little ass. Yep. Two, they it killed two Soulstone miners, yep. and then uh, I think it killed one more thing. It was pretty brutal. I think it killed my Bokor. Oh my god! I mean, the beautiful thing with uh, Moonlit Charge is after you finish all the attacks, you can place them on the very last person that you choose in the order of the attacks. So yep. once you do that, then you can wild swing like one or two more times. Yeah, so in that situation, what he did is he basically killed the two Soulstone Miners, right. attacked the little lass, and then teleported after he attacked Maw. Oh, jeez. So, yes. like, I am nowhere near you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was um, like, hmm, okay, good, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the downside of the Hooded Rider is mostly that he doesn't really have a ranged attack like you see with the Pale Rider. Yep. And... Um, and the chain spear for the uh, mechanical rider. So the fact is you're not doing much damage or interacting with the opponent until you get into the fight. So I think he fits in better with a lot of those alpha crews that wants to kind of get up the board. Mm -hmm. 
I know I, mean, I, I, he's I used to bring him a lot with Pandora, like I said, but that was just me. Right. But he's also in the faction that you can give him fast, you can push him, you can obey him. There's so many little things you can do yep. to the writer in, in Neverborn. It's insane. Like, with, um, with uh, what's her face, Asurida, you can give him fast and obey him. So, like, he can be up the board and have three actions plus a zero. Like, that's insane. Yeah, you can bring him with Lucius, and Lucius can do a bunch of work with him. You can put, exactly. That's another thing I forgot. That's right. Well, Lucius cannot obey him because he's not an elite, a mimic, or a minion. But Yeah, I was, I was speaking more about the, the lawyers and the uh, changelings. There you go. That. I was going to say, like, the lawyers could push him around. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then we got our last one, which this is the Dirty Boy, the Dead Rider, which just recently also got ratted. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, so it's not, and a lot of people, I don't know, you, you, you play more with kind of the, uh, the larger community there, Dixon, but I will say that just local kind of tournaments and local just playing like Chris, mm-hmm. when this got nerfed, I saw it way less. I don't really see this too much anymore. Same. Because uh, the thing is, the writer, the thing that made him amazing was that extra point of damage, yeah. and and the placing the, the model, yeah, the reap, the, the reap trigger off his scythe. So they touch both of those things. So like this, this is the writer has been nerfed the most technically, and I still think that he's probably the best still. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe the pale writer's winning. I, I mean, if it, I'm if you ask me, I'm looking at the Pale Rider. Uh, what do you like specifically, even though those two things got nerfed? What do you still like about it? Ah, dude, still the injure is really good, and the spinning scythe is still insane. Like, yeah, just attacking scythe. something six inches away. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, so here's turn two. I have three, regardless of what. Like, I already have the three, unless you attack me, and I have to like lower the damage by one or something. I should have. Yeah, but then focused. you just either then you can just you know um, cheat in a crow. Correct. Like, there's there's so many little things you can do to actually get the three sides. So, very easily, you can, like, hit somebody with Rebel in Death, Spinning Side, and then, like, charge them with, with the normal side. Or you can charge, then Rebel in Death. Like, it's there's so many little things you can do with the Dead Rider. Well, I also think Soul Fire is actually in a lot of matchups, because there's a lot of hard-to-kill out there. There's a lot of Demise abilities out there. So, the fact that he can just two damage if if they die, they ignore that crap. But then also gets a soul stone for each enemy model he kills. Yes. And uh, I forgot the game that we were playing, but... Oh, uh, I was playing a game again. Uh, I don't know if it was Seamus or not. The important thing is I was playing Hamlin, and there was a lot of rats and the stolen. And the Death Rider came into the middle. That soul oh, fire. that's so bad. Holy crap dude he killed like seven models i bet man because i mean nuts. and you the crazy thing is like you want the stolen to die technically and you want other models to die but you get no effect off that he didn't get yeah they didn't get any demise so he didn't get any blight and you it gave him like seven dumb. soul stones yep <laughs> it was like the most nuts you know dream crush moment i've had probably played this game so i don't know about you i don't know about you but when something like that happens I don't necessarily get mad, but I just look at the play. I actually did this with Chris the other day, but I look at the other player and I'm just like, all right, let's just, let's re-rack this. I, I'm not playing this out. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I conceded like immediately after that. I, like I said, I don't remember the master, but I remember that moment. I was playing Hamlin. 
he did that and i was like i'm done i'm just done. <laughs> so the uh the last game that i did that with chris i i've been playing ulix one because i've been trying to get ulix reps because i think he's pretty i think he's a good fit for a lot of the uh break the line pools that you see out there yeah so i was playing him and chris dropped um dropped english ivan and right off the bat I mean, Ulix's willpower six and um, uh, old majors willpower six. So in my head, I'm just like, well, fuck. I mean, I got to try to avoid getting a Brock inspector thrown up my you know, butt. But if anybody that's played English Ivan, you know, it's hard to avoid that because of they're so damn mobile. Yeah. So turn turn two, I end up getting a Brock inspector. A lot of my piglets are killed. Old majors mostly dead and the Brock inspectors right base to base with old major and Ulix. And I was just like, let's just re-rack this. I don't want to play this. <laughs> right? Well, cause the pigs can't, when there's a Brock inspector out, you can't fight out of that because the pigs depend on killing and healing and getting the, you know, uh, ether fill trigger to heal, but you can't heal next to the Brock inspector and the Brock inspector is doing irreducible damage. And it's just, there's nothing to play out there. It's a dude, it's just infuriating because, like, you have to. You you want to play with no models that have willpower six or more. Like, you yeah, want to. That's but why, if, time, generally speaking, if I play against explorers, I'm dropping either Zip or I'm playing Maw. Yeah. Because both of those lists, I can build a, a list without willpower six. Yeah. It's just very painful. Like, and you would think that pigs would have, like, defense higher than their willpower. But for some ungodly reason, most of the pigs that I see are like willpower five or six and then defense four. Yeah. I'm like why? Why don't you just reverse that? <laughs> yeah, and if you're playing one of these riders, you're willpower seven, so you can probably expect to see a Brock inspector. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like Ulix himself, if I remember correctly, both forms of him are willpower six, right? Yeah, he's a six. Yeah, that's that's uh, why he's he to me he's and that's one of those things when I play explorers, mm -hmm. I, you automatically got to put English Ivan in the back of your head and you got to put Cadmus in the back of your head and you got to put Jedza in the back of your head. True. And you got to look at all those and say, okay, there are certain models that I cannot bring because of those three masters. Yeah. I mean, even when you do know them, like if you don't know how to play your models well, he's still going to run circles around you. Like I had a, a, I would say a perfect matchup when I was playing with uh, Bass. And yeah. I just didn't know what I was doing, and I got crushed by uh, by Ivan because I just didn't know what I was doing. So people have to play that rep. You have to play into Ivan multiple times to try to get the reps in to beat him. I think he's a, he's a, he's one of the best masters in the game right now, if not the best. I I agree with that. So looping this back around, Dixon with yeah. the dead rider, is there still a couple of masters in? Resers that you think the dead rider is getting brought in a lot with yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I don't see a reason why you shouldn't bring him with say I don't know um, I mean, I think I think Seamus still wants him for sure. Yeah, I think actually I, I can see McMorning also McMorning uh, the first one definitely Because he can he's McMorning is super mobile, but he's not Pathfinder, you know, he doesn't he doesn't ignore terrain or any of that stuff, so he can ride with me with the dead rider, and you can still do some, you know, scheming with the dead rider while 
like morning is hunting down people. Yeah, and I, I do think that also the ability to summon in a mindless zombie with a dead rider isn't useless. I mean, you can use that for, I think, McMorning likes zombies and corpses. And I think there's one or two other masters that like those things as well. Yeah, that's true. So I think, but once again, I think this just puts it in a good spot where it's like, you're going to see it with certain masters for a very specific reason, mm-hmm. as opposed to it's just so good you can bring it anytime. I mean, Scythe is still, Reap and Scythe is still insanely good to like, you know, prison a model. Oh, you're not wrong. Yeah, you can just totally kidnap a model with that. Yep. It's like, oh, you have a model at the edge of the rest of your crew. Okay, I'm going to charge it. Let's stay within two. Put two pros, and now I push four inches away from your crew, and then I push the model into face to face. So now yeah, I have six yeah, that's inches. Spinning plus, scythe. Yeah, yeah, six inches plus space plus whatever space you have between that model at the edge of your crew and your crew. Yeah, yeah, pretty ridiculous. I mean, and then all of a sudden you're just staring at the middle of the crew, and you gotta either have some tricky way to get it out of there or just kiss it goodbye. Yep, it's like that song, you know, staring at the ba- uh, and I'm staring down the barrel of a forty-five. <laughs> yeah, except for it's this it's a Skeletor giant motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, and that's why with Seamus it's even worse because you're dragging them in, but also if you end within like a melee of one of Seamus's models, now you're also getting a melee attack from them. Yes. Oh, also that's another thing, like. Once you do the scythe attack, let's say you charge and you have an action left, but you don't, you haven't used your right with me yet. You can now use your right with me to get out completely, and then just have Seamus shoot it as well, or yep. you know, position yourself. Like there's so much mobility with a dead rider that even though he has no range attacks, he is just insanely good. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the rank game with you. Yeah. And this can be biased. It can be just like, hey, I like this one because of this reason, or it can be. Uh... You know, factual. I don't care. It's it's all your opinion. So, sure. which rank rank these riders into which ones you think are to the top and to the bottom? Well, I will have to like do it mechanically and aesthetically. Like, because I I aesthetically I number one the uh, the hooded rider like a hundred percent. Yeah, I love that model. He is amazing looking, but mechanically, it's it's really hard to choose between the dead rider and the pale rider. They're just really really. I would have to say the Pill Rider because I have yet to, like, I, it's really hard for me to find any reason not to bring him with, like, Sonya Crit. Like, it's so hard. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think, I mean, I've been helping Chris Yoon play, um, play Dashiell. And in that list where Dashiell is a killing machine, I mean, you can bring, you know, one of the um, mounted guard mm-hmm. for the ride with me. But the fact that you want to be in there doing damage, just the healing and the extra attacks and charges, it this Pale Rider does everything that Dashiell 2 wants to do. Dude, on top of that, the Pale Rider also staggers at range, which is a yeah. thing that, that Dashiell really wants. Dashiell wants them to not be faster than him. Yeah, and he wants them to also be injured so he can murder them more. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah, it's definitely good, and it can put out shielded, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there that can help protect your Achilly Masters in in um, that as well. I would I would also put Pale Rider probably at the top as far as um, probably the best as far as you know mechanically. Yeah, uh, I actually I do like aesthetically the looks of the hooded rider, but I'm actually painting the Pale Rider ups, and I'm just like, man, this model's cool. 
Yeah, no, like, if, if aesthetically would be number one hooded, number two pale, number three mechanical, and then finally the dead rider. I don't so the, really the like dead rider. Yeah, I was going to say the dead rider, when you look at it being like this skeleton on an undead, you know, mare, right. it should be really sweet looking. Yeah. But when you see the model on the table, it looks very frail. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like he's missing half his body and not in a cool way. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like there was a rider there that got blasted apart and the skeleton's <laughs> missing pieces. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean... And I, everybody that has that model has told me that the arms and the scythe always fall off. He's got to be a pain in the ass to put together, too. I, I'd assume. I never did it. Yeah, no, I I, cost, I had the metal one. The metal one looks awesome, in my opinion. Uh, still not better than the other two that I mentioned. Uh, maybe looks better than the mechanical rider. Who knows? But uh, that being said, the Dead Rider is still so damn good. Mechanically, he's still second best. So, like, regardless of what you think about the model, you might want to have to buy it anyway. <laughs> like, he's just that damn yeah. good. Yeah, and I, one thing I will say that, and once again, this kind of caters to newer players, but also people that are just debating on when to bring these riders. I think that something that you want to think about when to bring the riders in general is if you have a slower, not a slower, but even just average kind of speed, but your master likes to be in the fight or they like to be in the middle, they like to be very specifically in a spot, the riders are good just for getting your master, getting that beat stick up the board where it needs to be. And then, like I was saying, they're also just good at kind of in ley lines, just holding onto the ball and kind of supporting from a distance. Um, especially early game, that's something you can use them for to great effect as well. I mean, ley lines, in every single, if you think about it hard enough, you're going to find a use for them in every single strategy. In break the line, they could move or they can write with me, activate the thingy, or activate the thingy, write with me, activate the thingy again. If they started in basic contact with the, uh, with the marker. In, uh, or up the ley lines, they can move from point to point without the help of nobody. They just straight up go all five of the points and nobody needs to help them. In yep. uh, turf war, same thing. They can kill somebody, undo the point, and tap it. Yeah, and that's definitely what I was using the Pale Rider for, is just picking off models at range to neutralize um, some of those uh, turf war markers. And then symbols of authority, super easy. They're so, so they're so flipping fast. They can go to the other side, cap a thing, and then move on. Yeah, yeah. It's they're, they're crazy good, but they're also again eleven points. <laughs> yeah, they're not cheap. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing when you're bringing these is you need to. There needs to be a purpose with what you're doing, and they need to be scoring you points. Mm -hmm. Like they need to get you victory points to make it worth that. So I think if you're not getting at least two VPs when you bring these models, whether it's indirectly or not, you're kind of, you don't need to bring them then. If yep. they're not helping you score the points to actually win, you that's one or two models you could bring something else in. Yes. Also, like the pain of losing a rider turns one or two before they even did any work yeah. is just damn near unconscionable. Like, I've done it to people. People have done it to me. It is. It doesn't. Matter. <laughs> yeah. If you if you make a mistake and you you lose this early, it it it'll hurt you. Oh my god! It's like a toilet bowl after that. Just everything starts draining down real fast. Yeah. 
All right, Dixon. Well, I think one thing that people would be sad if we didn't talk about was this Leviticus, the pariah of blood. Um, now, if people are not familiar, like we talked about, the new title for Leviticus can now use the riders, the, um, the horsemen. So he it. has his amalgam keyword and now horsemen, yep. and he can't, he cannot bring out a keyword though. So yeah, he can only bring uh, versatile and in keyword. That's it. And it's so cool looking. Looking at the riders with this, I think a lot of people are excited about it, but do you think that you can compete with that, with this new Leviticus and the riders? What do you mean by compete? I'm actually like, I mean, are they going to be, is it going to be just this fun kind of like, oh yeah, cool, I have some riders, or is it going to be good enough where you can be a little competitive with it? I think it would be competitive with all four, but I think most people are going to try to like min-max it with two riders. I think two is kind of your sweet spot, if you ask yeah. me. No, but I, honest to God, I believe that all four riders are still going to be a competitive list because it's like uh, 44 points plus you get six points for whatever you need. And Leviticus can summon the uh, abominations by killing the, the, the waves. So, like, there's gameplay there. You could also do three riders if you feel like, you know, one of the riders is not necessary. Looking at it, Dixon, he is also a horseman now himself. I'm really curious to see what his mounted model looks like. I mean, if it's anything like the Avatar, I think he looks badass. Okay. Just saying. Well, we will have to see. But yeah, he has a lot of this. He has actually the exact same stats. Yep. Um, yeah. So what is this? I mean, you've you've looked at this because I know you've been drooling over this, Dixon. Oh, so what is this? What does he actually do? Funny enough, he's really good at support. That's like okay. a special thing. He's really good at support. He moves things. He draws cards. He like gives buffs because... If I remember correctly, I found a way here for him to give out uh, tokens. I know that he uses tokens a lot. Let me see. Uh, I know, let's see, friendly, da da da. Aha, there. Riders of Fate. Uh, he needs a five, and friendly only. Another friendly horseman within line of sight must discard a Fate token. Target gains a Fate token. So you can discard Fate tokens for yourself and then give another fake target to somebody else. So technically, And you can do that twice if you get the trigger. Exactly right. So technically speaking, you can do the scythe thing from the Death Rider, turn one. Because <laughs> you can like discard, say say for example, you can discard an upgrade, uh, a token from the uh, Hooded Rider. When you discard a token, you can give it to Leviticus. Then Leviticus can give a token to the Death Rider. Then when he does it again because of the quick reflexes, then he can discard his own uh, uh, fate token and give it to the dead rider. Now the dead rider has three tokens. That's insane. Turn one, he can do three attacks on something. Well, yeah, I also like that he has the ability, and this is good turn one setup, but Soul Harvest has a trigger to me, yep. which, I mean, he can just push a, push a rider up to their move towards him. So, yeah, that's just getting even more movement out of it where that dead rider now is six inches up the board. Yep. It can and it can do a six inch melee attack after it moves. Yep. And for example, say you have uh, three riders and then support, right? One of the support could be the scavenger, and the scavenger can push that rider even further. Scavengers are good. So now you have a model that's technically eleven inches up the board. So the dead rider, eleven inches up the board, with three fate tokens on turn one. Yeah. That sounds insane to me. I don't know about you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it, it is going to be this kind of 
The only thing that I'm thinking about with this is this would have definitely been a really strong master into GG1 where there was, uh, what was it, recover evidence and then public enemies. Yeah. Like Leviticus would have been really good into any, his first version was for sure. Oh. But um, yeah, this this is an elite crew that is going to be good at those elite scheme pools. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, there's so many little things. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to like get a lot of uh, games with him because you're going to have a very small crew. There's not that much room for an error in his crew. Yeah. And I think the best version of him is going to be played uh, mid-range, like middle of the board. He's going to be just supporting people. I I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I'm going to love to see it on the board, but like you said, it's going to be very interesting to see how how people are going to play it because you do, you are going to need to get your reps because I mean, essentially you're only going to have like five or six models, depending on how you build it. Well, I guess you have the waves, but they don't count, right? Uh, you can kill them to draw cards and then you can summon, if I remember correctly, you can summon an amalgam. Yep. You can summon an amalgam with a five of crows with the yeah. items of fate. You can summon more waves. You can summon, <laughs> you can summon abominations. So I, I think it's going to be fine. I think, you're just going to have to play him enough that you can build that uh, cycle. It's like, okay, now I summon waves. Now I draw cards. Now I do, you know, these actions in this order. It's not always going to be a big, super hyper combo. I think it's just going to be like, okay, what do I need to do now? Execute. Yeah, this is so this is a crew where you can't just waste actions. This is going to be a crew where you have to be very um purposeful in your actions you can't just be like oh there's a mindless zombie let me attack that for sure for <laughs> sure you can't waste actions you're gonna start losing hard yeah yeah i definitely definitely agree with that i'm super pumped to see this out in the wild whenever that decides to drop i'm trying to figure out like malice i don't know if you've read the the actions at all but like malice says he can declare any number of different triggers i wonder how good that's gonna be so essentially the way that I read that is like, oh, I threw a ram into that. I'm going to get rejuvenate and I'm going to spend a fate token to also injure you. So there's going to be moments where that's going to be super bad. You're going to you're going to get a feel bad off of that sometimes. Yeah. Well, you can do something like, OK, I hit you and I'm going to I have a tome and a, a I'm going to put in a uh, mask. So now I draw a card and on top of that, I'm going to move three inches. Yeah, the only thing that, at least it's only an inch, at least it's not a two-inch melee. I mean, the spell magic healing, also good. Getting pass tokens, also good. Yeah, I think that the key is for, I think Leviticus is one of those masters for this crew specifically, where he is a very, there's going to be no perfect time to activate him. Like, he's not going to be an early activation master or a late activation. He's going to depend on okay, I need this for my crew now. I need to activate Levy now. Yep. And I need to adjust the, this and heal this and do damage to that and draw this many cards. And it's going to be, you're going to need to pilot this very well. It's not going to be easy to pilot. I think the the most interesting thing is that they, they gave him the same weakness that they gave all the writers. Stun fucks him. Like stun, <laughs> scrape Fs this guy. Yep. So you have to be very he aware. He wants of his triggers. He definitely wants his triggers. 
Well, because uh-huh. he can't, and then he can't, because dispel magics and attack action, he can't get rid of the condition on himself. Right. <laughs> like, he has no way, dude. He, he doesn't have shrug off. He doesn't have any other way. He, somebody yeah. else has to do it for That's him. a pretty, that's a pretty, I mean, you're right. I'm just trying to think. I haven't played Outcast in forever, so I'm not sure. They do have models that can get rid of conditions. I'm just, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm struggling to forget which ones those uh, are. Call it the guy with the giant hammer, Jonas, Jonah, Johan. Johan. Yeah. He's not versatile though. Yeah, he is. He is not, is he? Uh, if I remember correctly, he is versatile. Uh, he's versatile, infamous. I'm about to look it up too, but like, I'm fairly sure. You're, you're a liar. <laughs> Why would I be a liar? Johan, Brady, come on, phone. He is versatile. Boom. Versatile, infamous. That, that well. <laughs> That might be the only time you see him. <laughs> Zip, Zip does not bring him. No, many people don't. I, I honestly got that episode that we were talking about things to fix it. Make Bramble yell a pulse. You start seeing, make Bramble yell a pulse and give him that ability that you wanted where he can hang out to something that has flying. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, get your hands off of me. There you go. Get your hands off me. <laughs> it, I. I really, really want to play Leviticus, but right now I'm still playing with uh, Gil, getting my butt kicked. I'm up to 13 losses. In I told minute. you, I'm, I'm going to relieve <laughs> you from that butt kicking. I, I can go ahead and take on the guild. I'm, as much as I said that I was going to go to, like, Neverborn, uh, my dad raised no bitches, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... real hard, dude. Dude, they, I've they, been... I've been, so Chris has been playing the Dashel 2. I played Hoffman 2 the other day. Hoffman 2 is a beast, man. That dude yeah. is cool. Dude, he hits like a truck. Well, he, he also gets shielding now, so. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, we're armor 2, and we have shielding. It's like, suck it, nerds. Yeah. I mean, he's armor 3 in guild. And, well, the funny thing, right, is I think. I didn't think I was going to like bulldoze on him that much because, you know, it's no 12 inch push like that, the emissary, the lucky emissary. <laughs> yeah. um, but it actually helped me get into a lot of scoring positions. And I, I think bulldoze allows me to score, I think, two points in one turn with him because I was able to. I ended up getting research mission because I pushed out of it and I picked up a symbol because I was able to push out with bulldoze. And since it wasn't a disengage, I was able to interact with it. So. It was good. And I got to remove some stupid corpse markers that, you know, Dash Holt likes. <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly, doesn't Bulldoze also like ignore terrain and shit? Yep. So, and models. I mean, that's insane. That's a, uh, it gives you extra inches of movement and it allows you to ignore a whole bunch of stuff in the way. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and not only that, if you get the construct pylon marker, if one or more markers were removed by the action, create a pylon marker within three. So you get to put another pylon marker out with it. That's true. That's true. Because if I remember also, it doesn't care if the markers are destructible. It just takes them out of the, the game, right? Cor- cor- correct. Correct. It's it's the same thing that the emissary has where it just removes markers. But it's six inches instead of 12. Uh, it's not six. It's five. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's better than four, what he was in his first, you know, iteration. True, true, true. So, Dixon, I mean, looking at these horsemen, I, I definitely think that 
they're they're good for the game. I think Weird has done a good job of trying to make them strong, but still balance them where they're not auto bring super broken. They technically had to nerf the first three. Just saying. Yeah. The Hooded Rider has never needed a nerf, so I think they hit the nail right there. Like they they, they got a perfect model in the Hooded Rider. Yeah, the Hooded Rider is good. It definitely has its place. There's there's crews that like bringing it and seeing it yep. more. Um, the other ones, I think they've been put in a better spot, but I still think the pale rider is good enough where the guild can pretty much bring it whenever the fuck they want. Yeah. I mean, the hooded rider absolutely loves going with Pandora. I'm not going to lie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like, oh, you stunned my hooded rider. No, you didn't. You just <laughs> that stun right off the model. It doesn't move that bitch. Yep. It's like, oh, that's, that's adorable. No. Uh, oh, for everybody, if you have never played against Pandora, Pandora likes to remove conditions. Uh, stun is the condition that they can remove. Everybody in the crew can remove. They just have to target it with an attack. Just saying. Yeah, was there anything else, Dixon, that you wanted to say about the riders? Or do you think we got it in a pretty good spot right there? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would ask Weird to take a look again at Yamasiko or Yama, whatever his, the name is. Of the technically, it's not a horse, man. Technically, yeah, technically. Come on, man. Like, that thing needs... I think it needs something. It needs Jesus. Like, it's <laughs> really, really bad right now. I forgot the name well, of that thing. Nobody uses it. It is. I'll pull it up. It's Yasunori. down here. At the... I found it. Yasunori. Yeah. It was the best writer without being a writer. And then they nerfed it into the ground. And you never see it again. So, for the love of God, please, weird. Take a look at it. Like, please. It's Because it, look, it, looks, it looks like a cool model. <laughs> Dude, it looks... It's a giant dragon with a guy with two swords in the back. I got that's amazing. Okay, and if you want a if you want a horseman or a rider model for Bayou, you just need to take Gracie. Yeah, either that or your um, what you call it, your emissary. Your emissary is amazing. Uh I still I still take Gracie. Uh right, you don't have ride with me on your emissary, don't you? No. No, he's just fast as fuck. Yeah, he just goes. Dude, he can just go yeah, he can just go a solid 24 inches in a, in a just Jesus straight line. Christ. <laughs> oh, and allows you to cheat from the top of the deck. Because why not? <laughs> Dude, that, that is so awesome. And I'll tell you what. When, if you want to see frustration, it's something like out of a Looney Tunes cartoon where you're just, you're literally running over your enemy's entire crew, <laughs> removing all their markers, and they're just chasing it around like it's a fucking Looney Tune, you know, cartoon. Isn't it like Armor Two, Defense Six? Uh, it's, it's at tough. least Ar it's at least Armor One. I was so mad the first time I had to chase that stupid thing around because, like, I thought, okay, I can just double walk, you know, you know, walk once, charge it, hit it once, it'll be fine. And then no, next turn, he turns around, walks right through the person that did the attack, and then it's like nothing got done. It's, yeah, it's armor. It's armor one, but it's defense six, though, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part. He's and it, and it's move eight. It's really good. Yeah, no, I, it, I. Well, once again, it's ten stones, but it's worth the ten stones. Oh, for sure. Again, like look at the the riders. Oh, also, this thing is ten health. Ten stones, defense six, ten health. Because I know a lot of people are gonna say, "Yeah, but he's willpower five. I'm like, he has more health. It's harder to kill than the rider, and hits harder. <laughs> well, and honestly, the ore of luck keeps him alive more than anything else. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've done a duel, 
and I'm losing it. I really don't have much in my hand. And I just like, all right, we'll do the, you know, off top. And I win the duel because of that. It happens more than you think it should. Joseph, once I got hit by dashing flourish with the <laughs> That's not good. That's a, I was like, that was a low blow when I got hit by that. I'm like, really? He does that? Because you look at the model and you never think that he's going to do that. Yeah, it's... I, I was looking at maybe doing that the last game I played. I was like, is there a situation here I want to slow somebody down? And stagger. Uh, well, yeah, and I was <laughs> like, forget the trigger. but And I was just looking at it, and I'm like, nope, I got to eat up the board. Let's go. <laughs> Don't have time for that. No, I got hit by that, and then he steamrolled right over me, and then my model was just completely stupefied in that corner. It's like, I lost the game. It's like, durr. Yeah, I was like, I can't move. And if I move, it's like garbage. Like, I don't know what to do now. Like, this is it. Game over. <laughs> oh, this this model is so amazing. And yeah. he's, again, he's one point less than the riders. Yep. So if anybody Pretty thinks, good. yeah, if anybody is looking for ways to kill riders, look to your nine and ten point models, or look to your really, really strong minions. You have ways to kill riders. So speaking of, and this will be the last thing we talk about, Dixon, yeah. but I think I think we would be, or I should say I would be, you know, performing some kind of faux pas here if I didn't try to mention this a bit. But what are your opinions of the jockeys who are the Bayou racers? <laughs> I want a master. You want a master jockey? I want a master jockey because, like, right now they're hilarious. I mean, not only are they hilarious, but they're actually pretty damn good. I'm surprised that Fluffernutter is as good as he is. Not going to lie. Well, the funny thing is, I mean, we were actually talking about this in the Rage Quit Wire Discord with Mark, where he was like, well, isn't that just kind of a tax for, you know, if you're bringing Fluffernutter into uh, Whizbang? And I was like, yeah, but he does like so many other good things as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Carrot King is actually... Really, really good against enemies. Dude, the too. carrot cake quake is so good. Dude, it's one damage, no flips. It just happens. It's a tactical yeah. action, and it just happens. Well, see, and people that might that don't play Bayou, I don't think realize that, but there are a ton of Bayou models that want to hurt other models. Yeah, like that's a thing. Like that is something that legitimately Bayou likes to do. Not just in Whizbang. There are other models that also like to injure other models. It's super, super. So efficient at it too. Well, and plus, it's also just good if there's just like, oh, there's like two models almost dead. Let me just kill them off with one damage. Yeah. Um, I also, I also like the pull from a half though. Just you know, shuffle, shuffle, discard, draw a card. Um, but also, the broken down rifle for the magic act is pretty decent. I, I don't hate that. Huh. You basically choose a marker within two of the target, which can be friendly, it can be enemy, whatever. Place the chosen marker anywhere within two of the target models within one of the place markers suffer one damage. So once again, obviously whiz bang, this helps you out, but this is another way just to place a marker, do a point of damage and move on down the road. Okay. Um, you stupefied me with the pull from a hat, by the way. Why? Because I didn't know he had that. Oh, like, <laughs> like, yeah. You got a discard. It's like, oh, I have like three severes in there. Let's shuffle it up and see if we get one. Yeah. Yeah, or the initiative flip. Because you can attack, hit, do the damage, shuffle, and then you got, like, what, five cards? So you have a chance to get the initiative flip back into the deck? Oh, yeah. Plus whatever sure. you use to attack with. Like, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, and it's the dudes riding this, you know, rabbit. It's just I, I like Fluffer Nutter a lot. I think actually though, since I've been playing Sui and the pig keywords, I think Bo Peep is actually really good for for Sui. Um, Ulix, I think I'm not going to say she's an auto include with Ulix, but she's pretty damn good. Yeah, she um, heals. It, it, yeah, I was going to say for everything you damage, um, and I think it's just damage. I don't. Even, yeah, it's damage. It's not yeah. even killed. You get to heal up to two. Yep. And then straight up the race is on where you get to basically push whatever is within three of her, just three inches in any direction. Yep. That's just a huge, just send the pigs, just get them down there. Yep. The, the, another funny thing is technically this is going to be a situational thing, but pork roast rodeo, that trigger, that actually can save you in, in a lot of places because you can push models around eat scheme markers that the, your opponent needed and then heal from them. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you play against some of those crews where they're dropping a ton of them. That's, that's going to be one that'll really, it'll hurt your, it'll hurt your opponent. Yep. And she's a henchman, so she can stone for those triggers. So you, you have either, and it's auto suited. So you either push people five inches up the board or you get to remove, uh, well, scheme markers. I mean, Jockey models can push five. Regular models push three. Oh, did not see that jockey part. Well, three yeah. just is not bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three is good. And then, um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how often the jockey thing's going to come in. I haven't messed around with it in my head enough to think if I'm going to bring more than one jockey in a list. But, uh, but yeah, Bo Peep's definitely going into Sui when I get that box. Yeah, well, because of ramming speed, you can always pick the, the the suit on these guys, and I think both Rampage and Hogwash Slosh on Bo Peep is really, really good, because he can, technically, she's, yeah, she's 40 millimeters, so you can charge one of your models, hit them from two inches away, and then place them, if I remember correctly, two inches away from, yeah. You can two inches of this model. Exactly. So that's like so you can charge you can charge past them yep. and place them on the front side of you. Exactly right. Imagine which is super that, good. Yeah. Imagine doing it with like Alphonse or no. Let's do something like big and beefy. Uh, the whiskey golem. You just don't <laughs> damage the whiskey golem oh, and oh my God. To him two plus two plus so about eight inches. Yeah, about eight inches up the board before he even activates. Oh my goodness! Yep. I didn't because there's no size requirement for that. No, there isn't. That seems like there should be a size requirement. Yeah. And the most damage you're gonna do to the the whiskey color with this is one damage. You're yeah, because on max it's like three. Oh no! If you flip the red joker, that's even a four. So no, I mean, I guess you don't choose the red joker. I mean, sure. Yeah, I guess you're right. There you go. You don't have to choose the red joker. I mean, but it, yeah, I. I, I don't know, but even still, I mean, even if for some reason you did choose it, that's still a max of two. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, yeah. Right. To teleport eight inches up the board. Yeah, it seems good. Yeah. So yeah, I was looking at that. I was like, holy crap! Ramming speed actually gives him a suit. I didn't even think about that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, and all the writers have that, so that's something they all have. Dude, all these things that are writers related makes me question. It's like, why do we play things that are not writers again <laughs> yeah why why are we not all just on mounts because everything here looks like they you know they're like two kilos of cocaine and they're like 
<laughs> the site it's and like racing. <laughs> so we're we're not going to talk about Stumpy because I don't like Stumpy, but I do want to hit on Ruffles real quick. Okay. Um, I don't know actually where I'm going to see Ruffles. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm trying to. I don't think Ruffles is good. I mean, you get like this cute little push, but yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm not a huge fan of Ruffles. I was. For like two minutes, and then I saw like these six points for seven health. And I was like, he doesn't have. Yeah, and he's in. He's stuff. an enforcer too. Yeah, and I was like, damn, because the priest chicken thing is really useful. Because it, it it's a slightly better scatter. You get to control where it goes. So you can like choose. All right, this guy this way, that guy over there, blah 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 blah. Right, and you can affect friendly models. Like it's it's really really good, but. He doesn't do a lot of damage. He doesn't survive, and he doesn't have extra movement. So, like, well, he's in that weird spot know. where you, you and I have talked about this a lot. Where when you're when you're in that six point range, that six stone range, yeah, you have to be the risk has to be worth you know, or sorry, the reward has to be worth the risk. So, Ruffles is a model where it's like you can see Ruffles almost getting one shotted, or just a couple of swings will take him down. And there's not a big reward with him. Like there's some cute positional stuff and there's some okay movement shenanigans you can do with him. And yeah, you can gain a pass token, but I don't know if the reward is good enough for him to, uh, to warrant being, especially in Trixie. There's so many good Trixie models you can bring. Yep. I think he's missing frenzy charge to be honest. I think with frenzy charge, he would be good. No, cause like with frenzy charge, you can do stampede. And then ramming speed, and then always pick rampage, so you can go hit somebody, you know, do two to four damage, move through them, maybe do one more damage, charge them again, repeat. So like, you can do four points of damage with this six point model before he dies. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. <laughs> now that you say it like that. Yeah. And then we're not even talking about Stumpy. Stumpy doesn't exist. He's really bad. <laughs> He's so bad. But he's riding a wall, guys, or she's riding a wall, guys. If she was a, an, uh, whatchamacallit, a minion, she'd be great. But she's not. <laughs> but you know, she's not. Yeah, you know why? Why? Because then you can use her with uh, Sorita. Because, like, right now, mm-hmm. she technically she technically can be used with Sorita. Yeah. Well... If she was a minion, you could give her, say, like, Ancient Pack, or you can give her uh, Frenzy Charge, Mobile, Attacker, a whole bunch of uh, things that the upgrades give you, and that's the reason why. Okay, I guess. Yeah, that's the main reason why. With, with Sarita, specifically. I don't know mm-hmm. what you want to use it for, to be honest. I don't. Right? I'll paint her up <laughs> because she looks cool, that's about it. Yeah, if she was Speed 5, I, I definitely would take a second look at her. Dixon, last thing. I started making my, uh, I finished painting my Bane piglets. <gasps> oh my god. They look adorable, but sad at the same time. Please post the finished pictures. I did, I think. I didn't see them, because I've been looking for that. You're a liar, they're on there, I can guarantee it. Okay, then I missed them, I'm sorry, jeez. I, I did post them, they're on Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. They're on Twitter. That's the reason why I haven't been on Twitter for like three days. Fine, I'll put them. I'll put them <laughs> in the Discord. It's... I know you're a Discord boy. Yeah, 
that's absolutely right. Oh my god, they're adorable. <laughs> they are, man. They're so it's kind of one of those things where they look cute, but then you also kind of see how sad they are, and they're like, oh, it's because they can't really squeal. They they got their snouts covered. Dude, I love these things. Well, the main reason I got them is because they're, for, especially for turn one, they make your grow up strong triggers easier. Yep. Because you can just either, you know, do a 12 to get a war pig or just an eight to get a wild boar. And I found that really helpful. There's so much in the math for these guys. I, I'm happy that you're taking a look into them because I want to see more of them. I really like the pigs. I don't know why. Well, see, so I actually like the squealers as a model, mm -hmm. but the, when you bring them in the list, you use them for the grow. But then my idea is to then turn the piglets that I, you know, summon mm -hmm. to then turn those into the squealers where I can then use them for the projected voice and the, and the song of the night and day and stuff like that. Right, 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 right. They're Cause great support. He, yeah, because healing everything within five, just one point of damage doesn't seem like a lot, but it, it's good. When you reckless as much as you do in oh, yeah. movies, it's it's huge. It's like oh yeah, I, I was definitely enjoying. Yeah, I was at one life. Now I'm at two because of you know song of night and day. I'm gonna activate that model that has two life. I'm gonna reckless him, and I'm gonna you know before I die, I'm gonna do some cool stuff. Yeah, I mean the pigs are easy to put damage on, so just the small amount of healing you can put out in each activation is huge. Yep. Yeah. I can't wait for you to actually post a, one of the games in uh in the web, in the channel. Um, yeah, I'm actually thinking the next bat battle report that we do. I think I'm gonna do uh, probably Ulix. Yep, but please don't be against English Ivan. Oh no, we're well. <laughs> Chris and I usually agree kind of on a matchup. Okay. Not we. I shouldn't say we agree on it when we kind of you know pick our masters. We sit there and think of okay, is this going to be a good game and. The example that I'll give you and for the listeners, just so they can kind of see a little bit behind what we're doing, is we did the last battle report. Initially, we were going to do Ophelia against the next kids. Mm -hmm. However, that is a terrible matchup for the next kids because of the stuns and the range damage. And uh, we played it just kind of as like a, you know, have fun trying these new masters. And Ophelia 2 just blasted the crap out of them. It wasn't even close. Yep. I mean, after our game, I was like, that's a dangerous crew, and Pete is piloting it really well. Like, what's going on here? Because <laughs> it was like your second or third game with them. That was actually my first game with them. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I do a lot of talking with like the Bayou community, though, so okay. we bounce a lot of ideas. Well, I shouldn't say we bounce a lot of ideas. I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> Dude, you, you were like, uh, I forgot what attack it was, but it was like one of the attacks that gives out injured constantly. We just start chucking that shit all across the table with, with uh, the greatest. Oh, game. yeah. I, I forget which upgrade it is, but yeah. I, and <laughs> I actually did that. And if you watch the battle report, you can see I did that turn one. I used Rami to um, to extend the range of it. So it was, what, what does that make it, like 24 inches then or whatever? Uh, 22. Yeah, 22. Yeah. And I ended up hitting both of his Brock inspectors. And I did that because I was trying to discourage him from coming into my crew. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cleanup duty. I had to like look it up yeah. again because I was like, I remember having like anxiety attacks. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. I hate this stupid thing. Because if you hit a severe, it's four blast. 
It's four blasts. Yeah, all, all of a sudden your whole crew is just injured. It doesn't even need line of sight. It's just straight up. Every got to get hit. Yeah, it's scary. Yep. Oh, God. And it's stat six. So it was stat seven with pretty much everybody in your crew. Yep. Yeah, that was dumb. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm excited. I was a little... The tournament we're going to isn't doing new masters yet. So, yeah, that kind of made me sad in the pants, but... That's fine. I'm a, I'm gonna play Ulix, I think, in one of the rounds, and I'll start dumpster dunking people with Zip and Maw in the other rounds. Yeah. Are you are you using more raiders? Uh, so I actually are you talking about the Lacroix raiders? Yeah. So I am. I just have to get the models. I don't have the models. Okay. Which I I think gigabytes which is the tournament in Atlanta we're going to. I think they actually have LaCroix Raiders there, so I'll probably pick them up when we're in Atlanta this next weekend. Oh. I mean, as long as you're having fun. Well, the LaCroix Raiders are, they're pretty good with the second Ophelia <laughs> because putting upgrades on them, and also I like running one with a Sly. Sly is really good with an Enforcer or a, a LaCroix Raider running with them. Okay. Sly is so. annoying as hell. Sly, dude, if you watch that battle report, I don't know if you did. I did. Sly did work. Yeah, he's annoying as hell. Like, he seems like he's not going to move, but he scoots up. The, he, just to give the listeners an idea, he started on the right flank. He went all the way pretty much onto basically what would be the standard deployment zone, crossed into the middle, started going from uh, blocking terrain to blocking terrain because he has a pseudo-secret passage. Yep. And I ended up on the left side of the board on the midline. Yep. If I remember, he also has the uh, attack thing. Because I remember you push out of like cover, teleport it from the location that you were past the cover into like another house or something like that. And then yeah. just move through the middle and then did another like uh, teleport. No, it wasn't a teleportation. You shot. And, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, this is annoying. This guy is just like, because I, I played him. And I didn't find him as annoying as I as as what you were doing. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we do with family. I do love him in Kin though. Kin's pretty like that's the that's why I like Ophelia too in Sly, because it now makes it where Ophelia can now compete in some of those other scheme heavy pools where you're dropping markers. Mm -hmm. And she puts out conditions and she can move your opponent's models. Trick shot is just that's the chef's kiss with that new Ophelia. I love it. Also, that, Sly can shoot the upgrades as well. Yeah. Yeah, if you really want to. <laughs> That's so dumb. That's he's, so hey, dumb. he's... Listen, he has guns for the kin, so he's technically part of the kin. Yeah. Yeah, sure. He's just <laughs> pushing his card around, giving guns to people. Good guy. All right, Dixon, I think we're going to end it there, my friend. Yes. Uh, those of you that listen to the end, we appreciate you. Appreciate our patrons. Our patrons are awesome. We're putting out a shit ton of Malifaux content. So definitely share share our episodes, share the YouTube videos. And with that being said, make sure that you all are flipping cards and flipping tables, and we will see you all 